0: Hey, deserving listeners, it's time for the 14th installment of us showing how to use Dungeons and Dragons in therapy to help people with their self-esteem, their self-identity, their social skills, uh, their um, ability to feel like they can do things, like they actually have uh, agency in the world, And because Dungeons and Dragons is a wonderful game, and Adam Johnson and Adam Davis have transformed it into a game that actually can be used therapeutically and they've been doing that work for many years at game to grow welcome to this podcast let's all introduce ourselves as after i introduce the podcast this is called psychology in seattle i'm your host dr kirk Honda. i'm a therapist and a professor who are you umberto my name
1: is umberto Casaneda, and i play rollo the cruel
2: adam davis who are you My name is Adam Davis. I'm a founder and executive director of Game to Grow, and I play Shush, who's a tiefling bard. And Johns, who are you?
3: My name is Adam Johns. I'm uh, also co-founder and executive director of Game to Grow, and I am the game master of this. uh, I'm the chef of this omelet buffet of players.
0: And if you're new to this series, I encourage you to go back to... Episode one of the Dungeons and Dragons therapy. And if you're looking for one page with all of those, you can go to our website, psychology in com. Click on the uh, by category, I believe, and go to the Dungeons and Dragons tab and all the episodes will be there. So Adam Johns, our dungeon master, please take us away.
3: Awesome. As as is always the case, I always like to start off with a check-in question for us to, to think about for yourself and for your character. And today's check-in question is going to start us off a little dark, so I'm, I'm hoping you guys will stick with me through, through this experience. Uh, my check-in question for you today is, what rituals do you want at your funeral? Um, oh, so sure. specifically I want I want to think about like um uh funerals uh, uh big events in our lives are often surrounded by ritual they're surrounded by the the things that we that we do that are the the in many ways the routine but the but the ways in which we we pass along uh some of our culture some of our ideas some of the things that we we really want to have in those events so when we go to Reddit weddings they're full of ritual they're full of of um many things and even though you might do a wedding only once in your life many of the things you do at a wedding are rituals that are passed down generationally from from your family and and other things so my question today is is like i said a little darker but is what rituals do you want to have at your funeral so what things do you do would you like to request if you were going to put this in your in your last will and testament uh that you would say here's what i want my funeral to look like here's a thing i want you to make sure to have at my funeral and the same question of course extending to your character as well
0: well, aside from everyone wailing for, I don't know, three days plus at the beginning to about how much they <laughs> can't live without me, um, nah, uh, really what – I've never thought about this before, but it's a great question. I think that I would want people to tell stories about our lives together and – about and i would want them to not shy away from saying things that are embarrassing about me or that make me look bad one things the best funerals i've been to or memorials i've been to have been ones in which people are free to talk crap about the person a little bit to say like well yeah i mean she was a she she was a wonderful lady and we all loved her and we all know how nice she was but you know she was a little racist at times (laughs) or something (laughs) and Uh, those moments I find to be delightful and when it's the opposite like it's all positive I'm like okay that's we all know that's not true no one's 100% awesome I mean what give me the full breadth of this human being and and but not just about me I would want people to share stories you know about groups of us doing things you know and for Thrain I, I mean, obviously he's involved in a lot of rituals, including memorials and funerals. I guess what he would want would be people, well, geez, because he's also pretty modest. I'm guessing he would just want the very typical uh, subdued dwarven Moradin ceremony, which involves not a lot of talking and eventually a lot of drinking and um, a lot of slapping each other on the back and maybe an occasional fight while you're drunk that night. But during the day, it's just a, it's just a lot of somber church action with anvils and hammers and Old, ancient, dwarven chanting.
3: <laughs> I love it. That's that is perfect. Um, that makes sense. It's a lot of that that like chanting where it's it's like at that like mm, like very deep, yeah. uh, resonant, it, harmonic chanting.
0: Yeah, and then every once in a while, just like crack. You know, yeah. uh,
3: <laughs> it's very Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crack. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, awesome. uh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, how about, um, uh, Adam, uh, what would you like to have it?
2: Um, rituals I'm going to take this super dark question and flip it around a little bit and you can, you can analyze me as much as you want because of it. Um, I would have a taco bar at my funeral. I feel like it's really important. I love the, the, what Kirk said around telling stories. Um, at my grandmother's funeral, um, my cousin gave a, a speech and was talking about how you, um, I think it's according to sort of uh, Mexican tradition you you don't die when you stop breathing and you don't die when you uh, are buried you you officially die when people stop telling stories about you and I, I love that idea um but at my at my personal funeral I would want a taco bar because I feel like the the most true way that I would like to go into the afterlife is by having a group of people celebrate something that I love so much and that is taco bars um i had one in my wedding speaking of weddings uh just people can just go along the line and grab a tortilla and put make their own taco and every taco can have a mixture of textures and flavors the way the taco bars are meant to inspire us all to celebrate the richness the vast tapestry that is the human experience that is the taco bar that i want at my own funeral um
3: Adam's That's Adam's awesome. major events throughout his life are are centered on Taco Bar. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's birth um, and wedding and, and death will all be centered around Taco Bar.
2: Yeah, I I wish that there were more rites of passage that I could have had in my life because like if I had a bar mitzvah wouldn't that have been cool to have another excuse for a Taco Bar.
3: Yeah not my A cultural heritage,
2: mitzvah. unfortunately. It's yeah, taco bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, so what I'm saying is I need to have another rite of passage just so I can have another taco bar before I, I kick the bucket. Um, for Shush, I think he would... Um, as a bard, I think he would really enjoy having people gather because I think Shush's core uh, need in in his life is to feel like he matters to people. Um, so I think having people show up at his funeral would be really great. And I think he would love for people to sing songs together in like uh, in community. Honestly, I um, I saw this great video from a an Irish wedding that came across my Twitter feed or something like that, where people at like four in the morning and people are still singing songs in the round. Um They're like call and response songs. And I think um, Shush would really that would be the ideal situation for his funeral is like people not going home. They would stay there and they would do like very... Um, like call and response songs that would be uh, maybe songs that he wrote. I think that would make him very happy. But does I don't think it matters as much as people being around and like uh, coming together in in honoring his presence in their lives. I think that would be a, a meaningful thing for him.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. and it makes sense. I could totally see music being so. For me personally, um, live and let die. You live, live and let, let die. die. Yeah, so like you know how it starts with the in New Orleans, and at first they're all like, uh, you know, it's the procession, and everyone's like, bah. I want, I want some criers for sure, like I want professional criers, like, bear toe. But then with, on cue, I'll, I'll be there. I'll do, I'll do that for you. I love it. Then on cue, and then everyone starts dancing salsa and merengue and like fiesta. And like, you know, not happy that I died or something, just like celebrating life. Uh, and then they can tell stories like, do you remember that time when Berto like thought it would be funny to like open his parachute early and then it got caught up in the <laughs> wing of the plane and then like the plane crashed and then he was part of the crash because his parachute obviously never opened. Do you oh yeah, that's why we're here. That kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, and then as far as, uh, well, and then, you know, great food and, you know, pictures and stuff of friends and things and and then as far as grolo um it's quite a bit different actually i think i think grolo would want like a pretty sp- like uh, what do you call it uh, a stoic setting you know like a, a plain rock with like maybe a little um maybe his his mallet his mall just like stuck in the in the dirt right next to it and, um, you know, he'd probably want like Thrain and Shush and, and whoever else could make it, but just like a few people, but just to be silent for a little bit
3: and then walk away. And that would be it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. It's just, just, a um, a very small ceremony, a very small gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a quick, like, all right, well that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess for my for myself uh I'm gonna echo the same idea that i I really love stories uh and I would love for people to tell stories i I actually really like the idea of um uh like kind of pushing everybody to tell, to tell a story a little bit like um, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to use the the word force but but sort of forcing uh everybody to come up and and at least share some kind of short story. Um, about me, I think that would be, or about how I impacted their lives. I think that would be really nice. Um, the other thing that I've always really loved is in funerals, having a, a um, I, I, like the idea of fire symbolizing sort of death and rebirth. So, um, I like the concept of, um, like having a fire or something that you, Give something to um and that you know writing something about me on a piece of paper and and giving it to the fire and letting the fire burn it up as a way of saying saying goodbye or saying uh, um, moving on or however you want to put that but but i like the the presence of fire is a part of a part of that process Um, i think it'd be really cool awesome uh thank you so much uh, for strong imagery with the uh fire how big would the flames gigantic. <laughs> no, actually I I was kind of picturing like a campfire almost. Oh. Uh, not not huge, small and personal. Um that's kind of how I picture it. Shouldn't be scary um, to go
2: up there and put your thing into it.
3: Yeah, right, right. It should be like a like an easy maybe like a like a uh, like a basin, brazen? Uh, a, b- uh brazier, brazier, brazier. Brazier, brazier? Brazier.
1: Just don't say brazier. Uh,
3: just not a brazier a brassiere fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh you know two of them uh so the so I've, uh thank you so much uh, it's super interesting to think about that and it has in no way a reflection on on what's going to happen to your characters uh, in this uh, next hope session, God. Of D&D. hope, it's, um, hope so, it's a taco
2: bar. Hope we're getting a taco <laughs> bar out of this, Johns.
3: Of all the things, taco bars is yeah. what we're going to land on. Um, no, the whole session is actually just going to be hanging out by rocks and not talking. So, um, as, <laughs> uh, uh, who, uh, Kirk? Do you think you're ready to to recap our our game from last session?
0: Sure. So, last session we had just come out of the cave. Where Thrain, my character, met his god and got his holy hammer of Moradin, and which will, you know, will smite the Grumsh uh, avatar and Lord Blancmere. and we escaped the bad monsters, and then we instantly got caught in an avalanche, and we almost died, but Grollo managed to get out of the snow and save us all if i remember right before we ended up waking up in a uh, a wild elves cave an elf he a, a hermit elf has a cave and we were in there and he kind of nursed us back to health and then we needed to get back off the mountain and we ended up uh, riding these animals like that. We were water skiing down the mountain. And I think that's where we left
3: off. Did I leave anything out? At the very end of the last session, you met an NPC from your past, um, who you likely don't remember the name of as players, but um, your characters might remember. Yeah. Um, was um, it was the, the town. It was the, the, sheriff sh- the sheriff or captain of the guard. Uh, from the town of Torax. Um, uh, and he is apparently, uh, driving a wagon and has come across your, your sort of fire that you've set up for, to camp at the, at the base of the mountain, uh, for the night. Uh, actually hoping to come across some horses or a cart or something to help you speedy your journey, uh, down to, um, down to Pahia. Um, and so we pick up kind of right, right in that very moment where he has, uh, uh, pulled up his cart right next to your campfire and he's asked you whether or not he can share your fire for the night. Um, and he's he sort of turned to you and he, he clearly does not recognize you or at least not yet, um, for, for who you are, but it is dark and you're, you're sort of huddled over the, the fire right now. Uh, so he says, uh, hello there. Uh, I hope uh, uh, I'm not interrupting, but I would love the opportunity to share your fire with you tonight, uh, if you would be so kind.
0: Sure. Go ahead and join uh, us. Hey, That's you a voice sound I familiar. recognize.
3: Uh, you too. Uh, would that be the... Uh, is that you, Thrain, and, and Grolo, and Shush? Why, it
0: is. Have we met before, sir?
3: Uh well, I'm not surprised you don't recognize me. I'm no longer wearing my signature uniform. Uh, and he kind of hops down from the from the top of his of the cart. He's kind of sitting at the the very very top, uh, uh, steering the cart from there. Um, and he hops down and. Uh, and he, uh, you can tell definitely he's got the same broad mustache and the, and the um, same, uh, sort of mussy hair that he had when you, uh, saw him before, uh, but he's no longer wearing a guard's uniform and is definitely, uh, Captain Marist of the, of the Torax City Guard. Oh, which is I the only I name you ever knew him by. Anywhere. <laughs> um, you, uh, what a coincidence. Oh, you Never look like you research. have a a low center of gravity um indeed i do um uh and and he shows off by balancing on one foot <laughs> uh and he says uh, um a swell observation on your part for sure uh what a what a odd coincidence to run into you in such a place as this um especially so far north what brings your fellows to this area well we are uh, looking for a
1: elf named Alice oh wait. that's secondary though there's something Mm. oh yeah we're trying to fight
0: uh well i would i like to ask you that question before we talk about why we're here why are you here oh right
3: yeah we we don't know why we're here oh uh well it is a slightly sad story you see after you left the town of torax i was fired uh the people (laughs) kind of voted in uh that they did not appreciate the way that i'd handled uh the um uh, what was the word that they used uh brigands uh who had burned down most of their houses uh and cost them quite a bit of money and let them go off on their ship alone uh and so uh they called for my resignation uh to which the mayor was happy to oblige um but don't worry don't pity me i have taken up taken it upon myself to um fall into practice to a skill that i am enjoying quite a bit more than being captain of the guard um i am in fact a tailor and
0: why are you here?
3: <laughs> oh, well, uh, as a tailor, uh, my services were not particularly well appreciated in the town of Torex. I thought I would take my services on the road. So I took my savings and I bought myself a cart. Uh, and he, like, reaches over to the edge of the cart and he pulls down a little a little flap. Um, and it says, Edward Mrist, uh, tailor extraordinaire, uh, uh, which he clearly had, like, embroidered onto the side of the, the cart uh, cloth. Uh, that he has there, uh, and he says, um, "Have you need of any services for fine gents like you? I think I would be willing to offer those services for free or a discount." Well, Interesting. Yeah, I want I new ha- clothes for sure.
2: I want to hand him my like torn up uh, tablecloth outfit from our rock and roll days and see if mm-hmm. he can put it together. Still look a little distressed, you know, rock and roll style, but maybe improve the the longevity of that document. Or that mm. that uh, piece of fabric, uh,
3: he says. Oh, uh, an interesting uh, choice of clothing there. Uh, I think I can do something with this. Maybe uh, pretty it up a little bit for you. Uh, perhaps. Uh, I. W- what 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 do you use this for? Rock and roll mostly. Oh, a band. a band. Wonderful. Uh, it seems it seems as if, as if your journey has taken you in a strange direction as well. I suppose. So uh, sort of where
2: I, where we've always been trying to go really mostly towards rock and a little
3: bit towards roll. Um mm-hmm. and he actually pulls out he has like a little cart that comes out from the side of his cart I guess. It's a little little hand cart that comes out from the side of his cart where and it has like a, a like a little cart? pedal it has a little pedal sewing machine. Uh and he pulls it out and then he starts he starts sort of um uh, pulling out some fabric and things like that uh and and starting to make repairs and he's happy to sort of chit chat as he's as he's doing so. Um, and he says, and how about for yourselves? Uh, what has brought you so far north? Well, we were
0: out here because we went to Pihiha and there seems to be some trouble there. And so we've been trying to clear up that trouble. Honestly, hey. I start pulling my ear. <laughs>
3: Uh, trouble! I hope it's it. not something to, that's going to interrupt the Orc Redemption Day that they had planned down there.
0: Uh, what's that? What, no, we—I don't
3: know about that. Tell us. Oh, uh, well, it's an event that uh, I guess got announced uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, going about and, and uh, trying to make peace with some of the Orc tribes in the area, giving them—I uh, guess the idea was some sort of passport or oh. Um, welcoming opportunity to come into the city of B'hiha. Uh Sounds sounds like quite a, an interesting opportunity, though uh, many people are not so trustworthy, but uh, just trusting of those orc fellows. Uh, oh. No offense to you, Grolo. Uh You've mm. clearly demonstrated yourself to be a, a fine upstanding gentleman.
1: Maybe they're uh,
3: changing their plans, then. Maybe they're changing their mind. It is in just a couple of days um, If if you hurry, you maybe even be able to cap- capture the tail end of it. Okay. Uh, well, oh, uh, no, no. Maybe, whatever trouble maybe is so. going on, I hope it does not interrupt the ceremony. It would be quite an unfortunate thing if the peace between the orcs got interrupted by some, some other uh, bother or something.
0: Maybe they've realized the error
3: of their ways.
0: Uh, so, Captain, we are traveling back
3: to Pahiha. Is there any way you could help us with getting back there? Oh, I wasn't planning on heading back in that direction. I'm actually headed off to the east. Um, But uh, I suppose for friends of of yourselves, I might call you friends. Yeah. Uh, um, I suppose I can head down in that direction. I'm sure there's plenty of business during the ceremony uh, to be had down there. Probably couldn't hurt to earn earn a few extra coins before I make my way east. Well, if we travel together,
0: uh, it might, at some point we might come to an agreement that uh, it might not be the best idea to go to Pijiha. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes, though.
3: Ooh, how bad is this trouble that you're referring to?
0: Well, it, it, there, there could be some violence at some point that breaks out, particularly around us, and so it might not be a good idea to, sti- to stick around.
1: But but Drain, it sounds like they're inviting orcs now. Maybe they're
0: trying to make peace. Uh could be. We'll have to find out for
3: ourselves. Well, certainly my understanding of the ceremony is that they're going to invite all the orcs in. They need not pass through uh security or or customs or anything along those lines. Uh have a large ceremony altogether. Um something about celebration with Grimpsh, uh the new churches that have Whoa. cropped up down there in the last ten years. Um uh, and have have a wonderful time all, all together. Uh, ceremony, mm. dancing, uh, all all that kind of thing. Uh, Those ceremonies
1: don't don't go well, from our experience.
0: So, Captain, you were planning on just passing through, and we just ran into you. And um, if so, if you wanted to go east, is that what I'm hearing?
3: Oh yes. Well, that kind of party is not normally my cup of tea. Yeah, uh, and. To be honest, I'm feeling a bit that it's time to get out of the area of Torex and perhaps this kingdom in in general. Uh, Um, The king has served just fine, but uh, um, I've spent my life here, and it might be nice to see some other lands.
0: Yeah, maybe you should do that. Hey, Shush, uh, as we go into town, as our, you know, the maybe the more able to trick people among us might the captain be able to help us along our journey.
2: I, I suppose he could. Um, can I, Adam, can I make an insight check with the captain and see if he seems like he's hiding anything?
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give me an insight roll.
2: Um, that is a 15.
3: Uh, awesome. Um, you do not think that he is hiding anything. Actually, if anything, you think he seems happier than he did before. Um, like, uh, being a tailor, uh, is a, is a easier calling. And in the time that he's been talking with you, he has, um, stitched up your, your outfit, your Moradin, uh, cloak. Um, and it looks actually nicer than it did originally. He even added some, some like, um, uh, embroidery to the edges. Um, it, it kind of looks like the, the, like, uh, I guess rock rock version of of the cloak that it already was. Yeah, I was kind of um, thinking about cl- clear that he's skilled at it. Can we have, can uh, we have some tassels on there? Oh yeah, he, he's like, oh, a brilliant idea. Yes, I believe I've got some the... tassels tassels in here somewhere, uh, and he starts rummaging through his cart to to pull some out to to attach on. Uh, do you want all of yours to look the same? Yes, I'm, please. I want to make sure I have singer. enough tassels. Can for you all make
1: them. a lead singer version?
3: Oh oh yes, of course. Um... <laughs> You know, little-known fact, but I actually did the uniforms for a few other bands from out of Torax. Uh, a small favor for a friend, but they seemed to appreciate the the outfits that they had wound wound up with. Uh, happy bands, to do the same. Which
2: bands? You. Which bands was that?
3: Uh, a couple of friends that off, uh, went off and, and joined the Generals, but at the time they were known oh, as the Generals. I love the Generals.
2: Oh did yes. You, uh, have you heard of the Screaming Weasels?
3: Uh, no, I don't believe I know screaming the screaming weasel. Weasels. Well,
2: the lead singer of the generals li- had a side project called Screaming Weasels. Oh,
3: <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, yes. Was that from from his early days? Well, uh, you kind of
2: kind of had to know. You kind of had to know about it.
3: Well, the folks that I that I uh, uh, fixed up with their uniform, I believe they were called the the Pink Falafels at the time. Oh, uh, Pink Falafels! I of course I know them. Oh uh, yes, Every, everyone uh,
2: who's. Really popular knows in the about area. Good music, yes. You had to uh, kind of be a local, but yes,
3: they had that. They had that hit, uh, and it, it went off the charts pretty pretty well. Oh yeah, uh, Grolo, Do you know
1: that
2: song?
3: Uh, why do the stars come so
1: out at night? Uh, yes, exactly. Something, something, fight. Uh, yeah, that thing. It was it was catchy oh, too. Yes.
3: It was very it, catchy. It was, it was yeah, indeed uh, about stars real. and fighting. Poetry. It's real now, poetry. I, I have a question. <laughs> uh,
1: can't can you make the, my, my new outfit, make my voice louder?
3: Um, <laughs> no. Mm. Okay. Uh, but I can make you look louder in the metaphorical sense, of course. Oh, I,
1: I, I really enjoy metaphorical senses, so that's great. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> uh,
3: I'll make it a bit more colorful for you so you stand out just a bit more. And, and make sure I keep a low center of gravity um so uh sushi you you definitely are getting the idea like he's really just like he got fired and he's mm-hmm. he's off kind of traveling on his own um although this does passions. right whether or not you want to trust him uh this does present you with an opportunity um you guys have an idea for how long it's going to take you to get back down to Pekika. um and the the day that you are, are certain that that Blancmere has sort of set up this invasion is exactly the same day as this, uh, orc redemption day that you're hearing about. Um, as far as your, your calendars are concerned, this must be part of the invasion. This must be part of the, the plans that Blancmere has, has set up. Um, and right now you are about like two days away at a hard ride uh that's like riding riding during the day and uh at least one of the nights uh and making your way down there uh would be how long it's going to take you to get there it's going to be really really tough to make it down there in time if you don't have horses or or a cart or some other way to to speed up your travels but he has a cart he does so he pre- he presents sort of an opportunity for you but the opportunity may come at the cost of Right, if you want to steal it from him, you know, here you're stealing from this guy who clearly is like happy with his new life and spent his life savings on the cart that, that yes, he's using to, to traverse nice the land or mm. uh, or whatever method you, you want to use here. Maybe gotcha. a choice your characters have to have. To and serve. he wanted
2: to go in a different
3: direction. than. Yes, he says go. he's headed east, which will take him the road east at this point would take you out of the kingdom as a whole.
0: Gotcha. Um, there are other kingdoms, or oh, are see. other
3: places to, to visit, um, but you're basically like north, mostly north and just a little bit east of pahiha right now. Um, and traveling further east will eventually take you out of the kingdom.
2: So does it seem like he, he doesn't want to go down south and we might want to convince him to come south with us so that we can use his wagon. But it sounds like Thrain also thinks that we should maybe bring him along because having a former member of the guard might be a useful asset in our sort of – social tactics is that what i'm hearing
3: uh I, I don't know about the Thrain part that's up to to kirk but the rest of it certainly is is the case he there's a usefulness to having the wagon and the horses uh to take you take you down south that will certainly s- speed up really in reality it is unlikely you will make it down there in time if you do okay. not so uh, wagon uh, and, and horses are necessary
2: this yeah. guy sounds like Thrain. Kirk, you were saying that Thrain was suggesting that we bring him along for social reasons as well.
0: Well, it's, it's, this is behind, my, you know, this is in my character's head that your character would not know, but I actually thought he was Blancmere in disguise, because <laughs> I was like, what, <laughs> what the hell is this guy doing out of nowhere, you know what I mean? And so, Well, that's why I was doing the inside check, because I yeah. wanted to see if he was, like, you know, secretly an avatar of an evil god or something. Yeah, but, yeah. But then, Seems like he's just a tailor. <laughs> but yeah, but then the role-playing convinced me, yeah, it was just random circumstance, and and so uh um, He
2: knew all the bands. He like legit knew the bands with the singers. Yeah. Like he he's
0: in it. He knows.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this is if this is an act, it's a it's a really good one.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna assume, Shush, that you have sort of pieced all these things together and uh me and Grolo have have yet to sort of piece this solution to a problem together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots
2: of good business down in Pihija, you know, as, look at that handiwork on my cloak. Grolo, you look like you are metaphorically as loud as you could possibly be. That is oh, amazing. Oh, so it did work.
3: It, let me try oh,
2: oh, it. Oh, oh hold I'm going to cover my ears. You're so loud. Wow. That's amazing. Um... Listen, um, if you're looking for good work, I'm sure there's lots of people down in Beehaw, especially right before a big ceremony, that might really benefit from this kind of handiwork. They'd pay a pretty penny for it, too.
3: Well, I suppose that would be true during the ceremony and whatnot. Uh, Although I worry about whatever it is that's uh, got you rushing down there so quick, Uh, hope nothing dangerous i hope well most of my days of of uh, fighting crime are behind me these days well
0: um i'm not gonna lie to you captain because i can't and there might be some danger but i'm here to tell you that all of our lives and the lives of everyone you care about depends on on the three of us getting to Pajija as fast as possible and it seems that moridan has sent you potentially to send us uh to help us get there and oh. if you can help us get there uh, and then i would actually insist that you turn around and get as far away from Pajija after you drop us off
3: you know can it's funny that you for, say
2: that oh gosh is this going to work? That was very direct. I don't think Shush would have done that as, as I directly. Know, as know. But I was like thinking so about jumping direct. in and like putting my hand over your mouth and being like, "Hold on, uh, think about the you know the the it's dangerous to be surrounded by so many people who want your amazing services." But which, which, which I get in no, like,
0: both my ears the whole time. But like, <laughs> I'll let you go with it. <laughs> I, he's a uh, you know Thrain can't lie. So at this point, he's just like he saw where you were going with it, and he's just like, "Well, he asked me, so I have to say the truth." Yeah,
2: Shusha's feeling uncomfortable with this, but he's, he let it go. He trusts you, Thrain. (laughs)
3: Um, he says, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Morden in in such a way, such a way. Um, I had a dream last night, uh, and in the dream I was, uh, hanging out in a, in a bar called The Forge. Uh, I've never been in a bar called The Forge before, um, but it was an interesting place and I was hanging out and there were all these other dwarves that were, that were down there and were, seemed to be having a good time in the, in the bar. Um, it was one of the things that made me feel like adventure was the next choice for me, um. So uh, that's, in fact, the reason I've started headed east. Never found a bar called the Forge over here. I figured I'd head east and see if I, there was anything off in that direction. I hold up my holy hammer and say, do you see the anvil
0: and hammer on this on this glorious hammer that I had acquired recently from the hands and forge of moradin himself he definitely sent you here to help us along our our journey to rid this world of groomsh and all that is evil do you understand the blessing that my god has has bestowed upon you men?
3: uh no not quite uh <laughs> but uh i appreciate the anvil, the the hammer and the anvil and all the imagery there uh why not uh, for for upstanding folks such as yourselves, I know what good you did in Torex. Uh, I'd be willing to take you down to, to Pahiha if you share with me the story, of course. Uh, I want to know what kind of danger I'm walking into if I'm going to be headed off in that direction.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll tell you all sorts of stories. In fact, I, Shush, aren't you working on a story in song about our of, journeys? Of course I am. I, I think it would be best if our lead singer um sings it for us.
1: As I'll play the bagpipes. We started in the town with the fires on our heads. And then we went to an island and we almost got deads. But then we found a town with some crazy peoples and some bands that played. But not as good as us because we rock. We rock we are grooms oh wait no that's not our name uh i forgot that it's part. More it d- it's more <laughs> in we you got, are more the part's messed up. Thank you. Um, we're still working on it
2: I, I, um, i'm not it's really I've, I've already written all the lyrics it's just grolo takes a little while to memorize them
3: <laughs> well, you he can't to, read so it's, it's it's repetition long. back and forth <laughs> you have I have to, to sing them to him and them then he memorizes them. them it's um, a while. Can I just say the as a game master, the dynamic of uh, make Umberto have to make up a song <laughs> is one of my is one of my favorite
2: dynamics. Yeah. D uh, is really good at making these sort of inside joke <laughs> reference things. Where now we have a new cultural phenomenon in our in our cultural concert, which is uh, Umberto makes up songs when you yeah,
3: um
0: uh yeah this... captain did you know that uh actually from before we even met Shush, he actually wrote a song about wagons coincidentally that is pretty similar to to our situation right now Shush, it's would true. you like I, to would you I, like to I, s- play that song about wagons I actually i like to repeat a lot of the same sort of cadences
2: in my songs <laughs> as i as i work on on them so this is one about wagons so you want yourself a wagon, because you find yourself a dragon, and then you go a-carrying your weight, and when you go a-dragon, all your stuff in your wagon, you find yourself things are going great.
3: Woo! That was great. That was really good. <laughs> oh, thank Whoa, you. what a wonderful I've tune! Been, I've been working on
2: that song for a long time, it's...
3: It's, it's indeed the, oh, dragons,
2: dragon's actually a, a, a homophone for two words
3: oh one of them oh. a big lizard mm, yeah oh, no, wonderful. wonderful if you turn That's... into a dragon then you need to have a wagon I like it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well uh, it seems that we've, we've uh, at least a deal uh, I'll take you down south and that sounds like uh, a good opportunity to maybe fix up the rest of your clothes as well oh, that would be a dream moradin thanks you um i think given that you guys are feeling a a bit of a pressure on time i'm imagining you want to get started right away um and you rather than spending the night's night here at the at the base of the mountain you sort of pack things up and then and then start heading back down down south to make sure you can get there as soon as possible yeah (laughs) with that, uh, all of you have sort of a chance to, to relax a bit. Honestly, uh, it is a hard cart ride. You're, you're riding at night and you're basically taking shifts, uh, leading, leading things along. You know the horses are going to have to rest at least once uh, down the, the journey down there. But otherwise, you can, you can mostly ride like day and night uh, trying to make your way down to the city of Pahija. Um Do you share what is going on with, uh, with f- the former Captain Marist?
0: I mean, unless someone stops me, I do.
3: Um, he actually seems to be a, a pretty valuable resource around the whole thing. He's pretty blown away by the story about Blankmere and, and everything that's going on with the orcs. Uh, but he also used to be a captain of the guard. Uh, and he ends up kind of coming back at you with several pretty important questions uh, that make you really consider what exactly is your plan of attack here. Uh, one of the questions that he asks you is, um, you're coming in to basically start, stop an army of orcs with just the three of you? Um do you have any backup or a uh, similar army or anything like that?
0: Moradin has entrusted me with this hammer, so I believe that this is all that we need, the three of us and this hammer.
1: Um I have uh, a I'm personally, personally I'm, and a
0: flute. Those yeah, as well. Yeah.
1: I'm missing a weapon actually, but uh you know, I've got a new uh
3: a new feeling inside of me that's pretty great. <laughs> Um, the second question that he asks you is, uh, "Oh, actually, doesn't one of you have a letter from Zabira uh, for the Grimhammer tribe?" I'm gonna go back through my notes. Oh, Zibira. something
0: that was like a pass through this land of the good yeah. orcs, uh,
3: and you can you can call on them uh, or let them know what's going on. So just so you know, that's a resource that's at your disposal.
0: Oh right. Um, so we have a a letter we can we can send a message to them remotely. Is that what it was?
3: Yeah, I think it's basically like a red letter instead of instead of like normal colored parchment, it's it's red parchment. Um and you can leave it on the, the edge of their lands uh and get a message to them. Um uh uh, f- if you if you want to ask them for help, or if you want to uh, let oh, okay. them know what's going on, or any yeah, of that, absolutely.
0: So. Um, I write in Orkish that we, you know, the date of the invasion is X date, and if you can help in any way possible, because the three of us are heading into the belly of the beast, we're heading right into Pahiha. <laughs> You know, obviously, it would be more conciseness. I'm sort of working it out um okay let me let me sing. I mean, if anyone else has a better idea, I'm gonna write that they provide a distraction so that we can get inside in the chaos and get to Lord Blancmere. Does anyone have a better idea? Well, I mean, are you telling us this? Are you no I'm just um, okay. Because I think... Yeah, I guess in character I would be. Out of
3: character. No, in character
0: I say this. So unless anyone has a better idea, Shush and Grolo, and Captain, (laughs) I'm going to ask the orcs that we befriended to create a chaos and distraction so we can get in to Lord Blancmere and take care of him. Well, uh, but aren't they inviting all the
1: orcs to come and have a celebration?
0: But the... The orcs we befriended are known enemies of the orcs that are coming, and they're not going to let them in, one, or at least two. The orcs we befriended once in can, at the, you know, sounding call, will be able to create chaos That either way. So they can either create chaos from within, or they can create chaos by coming at the walls or something. So it's like a homophone.
1: Okay, I, I think that's a good idea.
2: Do you think that if we can go in and take out Blancmere that we will solve the problem?
3: I, hope which is so. actually one of the captain's other uh, other questions, uh, which is like, uh, will will that work if you just you know sort of kill Blancmere? Or is that going to suddenly solve all the problems? You got an entire army of orcs to deal with.
0: It's either that and or ending the ceremony, which I'm guessing we're going to. Uh, fall upon in some way. I'm gu- I. I have a guess that at the at least one of the temples that they converted to Groomsh will be the epicenter of some ceremony of some kind. Because they're because tr- Groomsh is trying to come back, and he needs there to be a dark ceremony in order for that to happen. And so we'll we'll either interrupt that and/or kill Blanc more, Blanc, and or kill Blancmore Blanc and. Blancmere is Grumsh at this point. He is. Do we do we know that DM?
3: Yeah, because he uh, sort of showed off a little bit of his power when you were captured in his camp.
0: Right. And so, if Blancmere dies, then Grumsh's connection to this world ends. At this point, Thrain is just making stuff up based on what he believes <laughs> to be true. And you did might, have like a personal
2: chat with your god, so I feel like you everybody's gonna believe you yeah
3: (laughs) yeah
0: Uh, who
2: told you that oh moradin okay yeah Yeah.
0: uh so he's he's saying things that he believes to be true he doesn't necessarily as a character i I don't i know you don't actually know that i don't know if Thrain is right (laughs) yeah is is he trying to like save
2: face with us is he trying because he's he is definitely like the leader of this group he he he, believes he believes. Like, he believes it 100%. Okay. Lord blockmere Blanc- is
0: Krumsch. This hammer will kill him. Why would why would Morden give me a hammer if not to smash it on Blockmere's head? Sort of a cause and effect thing. That yeah. makes
2: sense. Um, then Shush totally thinks that's the best idea. If we need to go in there, this is an assassination, um, basically. And if we're saving the entire world, then wouldn't it be rock and roll to go out in that moment?
0: Yeah.
3: Um the next question that the that uh mist asks you is um how you plan to get in uh if it's the city of Prihiha is literally a it's a fortress um and so if it really is like an attack like you're talking about are not they going to close the doors and and like stop people from coming into the city or maybe from getting out um well uh and maybe we're part of you, the entertainment
0: getting... I mean we're well known as a as an entertainment act, and uh, maybe we could say that we're there to entertain. I don't know. I can't imagine sneaking in, but maybe that—I don't know. What do you think, Shush? Could we sneak in? I think you the saw people, the walls. The people will like us if we play for them. So it's it's
2: really useful to be entertaining. And now we have this wonderful new outfit. Thank you, Brist. <laughs> so I, I, think, I, think we can, I think we can make it if we, if we show up uh, celebrating the occasion. I think it might be
1: the right choice. Well, well hold, hold on. What if we go oh. to the town and we take out the, the bad dude? Like, let's just go do that. It's, it's, that's genius, Skrullo. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I didn't think of that. What well, you know, well, other wisdom
2: do you have?
1: I'm just saying, because that's the important thing. we got to get rid of that guy. So I wow. think we just go in and we just go do that. And, you know, like, that's the plan. Do you think we should go in
2: pretending to be rock stars? Or should we go in pretending to be worshippers of grooms? Or should we go in sneakily hiding, ducking around corners?
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like a great plan, all of those. And, you know... Uh, <laughs> We just need to maintain our our costumes and our and our mission to go and take out the the bad guy. That's our plan.
0: Asterix, I just want to point out for people listening that this is a great a, a device that Johns is introducing. That I'm guessing he's introduced before, which is an NPC who says, "So what's your plan?" <laughs> and provides the DM. Voice of reason might be like, "Well, oh, maybe you should think that one out a little bit," you know, <laughs> <laughs> rather huh, than
3: that seems like maybe, maybe that'll work. Yeah, or, R- or rather I'm, than the DM, because a, a
0: common concern for a DM is like, are they just sort of randomly waltzing into the situation, or do they have a plan? <laughs> it would be so much a better story if they have sort of a logical plan to this, but because players forget to do that sometimes. And plus players sometimes forget the landscape a little bit. It's, it, it's hard for them to sometimes even make a plan because they've, they don't have all the world in their head, the way the DM does. And so this is a wonderful device that I've never used as a DM before. If, if you're trying to help your players plan before they move forward, it's also a team building exercise. You have this person who introduces this question. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good device. Anyway, I, I sometimes um, it, use
2: the same device as, uh, but I have an NPC who's like gets the group in trouble, and I have to hold him back. So I'll have instead of the wise person NPC like this one is, I'll have I literally have a character named Corey the Exploder in one of my games, <laughs> and he's uh he likes to blow things up. And so in this circumstance, he'd be like, "All right, well, let's just run over there and blow up the whole city." <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead. You guys follow me. And they're like, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, let's plan first. And so, oh, you guys want to plan? Okay, fine. What do you want to do? Uh, it's
1: kind of the, uh, the Grolo approach. Yeah. We already have is, a Grolo in our group, which is why can't, John's can't, can't do, do that approach. The
3: because that character already exists. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll also say, um, to some extent, as, as the game master, the opportunity really was there to steal his cart and leave. Uh, or to convince him to to bring you down further down, and so to some extent, this is also a reward for for um, the friendly path is that you get to uh, have him and whatever expertise he gets to he gets to bring in, uh, which is actually going to to sort of uh, come up and play out right here. Um, uh, but it's a, the perfect moment to to sort of highlight that, Kirk. Um, uh, Edward Mrest List listens to all the plan. He listens to... to um, he asks you all these questions. And then eventually, as you're making your way further south, he says, um, I think that I will not be able to join you all the way down to Bahia. Um Unfortunately, it sounds like whatever is going on is going to be a greater deal than I can ignore, even though I'm no longer the captain of the guard in, in Torex. I think you should drop me nearby Torex... And I will go in and g- gather all the guard that still may be loyal to me and try to act as backup for you in this plan, in this mission that you have. Um, we may be a, a, a bit behind you, uh, but I'll try and get everybody down there as quick as possible to, to help you out. And of course, um, and he looks sort of longingly over the cart that he clearly has, has spent his life savings and his effort putting together. And he goes, I'll give you my cart as well to help you get down there on time. I put my
0: hand on his shoulder. You're a good man, Captain.
3: Uh, He says, It's not Captain anymore. Just call me Edward.
0: Well, you're always Captain to me, Captain.
3: (laughs) We'll take care Um, of her. Yeah. And he does do exactly that. Uh, uh, As you come up close, he actually... Uh, it would take you too far out of the way to go all the way over to the town of Torax, but basically, once you are south, far south enough to be parallel to Torax, he he says goodbye to to all of you, and he lets you know if you just follow the road further down, you'll you'll eventually make your way to to um, Pajija and then he uh, takes off and and starts walking his way uh, the distance to Torax to try to help, hopefully help bring you further back up uh, with some of the guard there that that they can spare. So what oh, I write the,
0: I write the note on the red paper that says to uh what's the woman's name again
3: um uh zabir
0: zabir zabir is this an orcish uh is it like tomorrow or is it in two days or
3: it's basically tomorrow at this point
0: okay so i guess i'd have to write the date on there right i don't know <laughs>
3: yeah and I've i've never bothered uh really describing in our world like the months or days or things like that i sort of imagine them to be fantasy months and fantasy days yeah. uh, rather than the ones that we have but i also don't want to go through all the effort to make up you know 12 or 13 months and, right. <laughs> and days yeah. of the week and stuff like that yeah
0: and the month of torm the the 15th day of torm or something Perfect. and uh i say that uh, Groomsh is going to uh, try to come into our world through a ceremony in Paheha, and I need you and your people to create a distraction to draw away the armies so that we might sneak in and get access to, to Groomsh and, and Lord Blankbeer.
3: Um, and actually, uh, Edward Marist, uh, takes the letter, um, and he says he'll, he'll drop it up, make sure that it gets dropped off in their, in their lands and picked up by them, uh, so that he can make sure that it actually gets delivered. Okay. Um, and with that, it's just the three of you once again, uh, in a tailor's cart headed down towards Pahiha. Um, a couple of things, kind of minor things happen. The horses that you have for this cart are not the most well-bred seasoned horses uh and by this point in time they are just exhausted uh you're you're basically riding them hard for for a long long time uh and they're making their way down but they have definitely slowed their pace by quite a bit and there's not a whole lot you can do to to push them much further than that as a result you do make it down there for the day of the ceremony but it's much closer towards the evening of the ceremony than it is the morning um on the horizon, you can see pillars of smoke billowing from the uh, uh, from over the walls of the city of Pahija. And as you arrive closer to the city, you can tell that the doors to the city are closed, um which is not a sight you have ever seen. Uh, in the city of Pahija. Usually the, the doors, the the giant doors that, that keep the city safe uh, in the event of an attack have stayed open. In fact, they have then in fact, stayed open for several hundred years. Um, and it's been a long time since the doors to the city of Pahija have been closed. Um, you are not necessarily too late, but it is definitely uh, when you are arriving at the city, whatever is happening is happening now. Um, but you arrive... And there is no one on the outside, and you can hear uh, clanging and shouting coming from inside the city walls, Uh, but the city is designed to be defended against. Uh, And now you are stuck outside of the city with no uh, real route for how to get in.
2: When you say clanging, does that sound like battle, or does that sound like glasses touching and celebration?
3: It sounds like battle. Um, Ah, And the smoke... Billowing from the top of the the walls definitely looks like the kind of smoke that uh, is a result of of um, buildings on fire, not like a you know party a big celebration smoke. bonfire. Yeah. yeah, it's like many many pillars of smoke happening happening in gotcha. smoke and know. clanging
2: sometimes is a party and sometimes it's. But yeah. yeah. sometimes it's
3: a party and in this, in this case, this definitely sounds like you a hear screams and, and stuff. <laughs> you, you you hear you hear screams uh, both. Both like um, uh, screams of battle, like orc, orcish yells of battle, but also uh, the screams of people uh, clearly being attacked. Can so in, in uh, my old like backpack,
0: God. I had a grappling hook and rope. Do I still have that?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you do.
0: Is it how how tall is this wall?
3: So the walls are, um, I think they're about fifty feet high.
0: Okay. So I have a um, rope. So you
3: might be able to do it with your with your rope. Yeah. Um normally during during like an actual siege on the city, um, there's like spots around the, the top walls where people can can like go up there and they can like pour oil and stuff and they have like arrow nooks and, and all that stuff. But you don't see anybody up there like spotting you from from down below. There's nothing nothing like that. Um and so you're uh, uh, able to to like like see you know wave a little bit and see if anybody like shoots arrows at you, uh. But you're able to to basically notice nobody's paying attention to what's going on outside the city at this at this moment.
0: That's what I figured. So, Grollo, throw this grapple hook over the top and hook it on. We got to get up there fast.
1: What what for? It sounds like the party started. Can not we just knock on it's, the door? It's
0: battle, Grollo, my friend.
1: Oh, Whoa. oh, okay. Okay, so I grab the the rope, and I try to throw it up to uh It's got like a hook, right? It's like a hook yeah. on the end? Yeah, like okay, a so
0: three-pronged I, hook that...
1: You do know. I have to uh, roll something?
3: Yeah, give me a strength saving throw. All right. Uh,
1: here we go. Oh, no. Plus five. Uh, Plus seven.
3: Five. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> seven. Uh, Grolo, you're you're like taking the gravelly hook and you're you're hooking it up and it's um, I, I'll let you decide whether or not okay. it's not going high enough or you're like mis, misrepresenting the angle here's of what like happened I was so happy
1: because I thought that like I still had it in my head like they're inviting all the orcs I think they've changed their mind you know so I'm like oh the party's going on and I got so flustered when uh, when Thrain's like Grollo, it's a battle blah 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 you know like so I'm like oh 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 so I just grabbed the thing and chucked it but um unfortunately uh like in my despair it's just like my hand got in the way of the ch- like, ah, so like it only went halfway and then it
3: like landed kind of on my head
0: <laughs> so you got so excited you had premature grappling how premature grappling. Yeah. location
3: <laughs> um while this is going on uh, thrain and shush why don't you roll me uh, perception checks
0: perception check of 16 i got a three
3: uh, Shushu, oh. You're just paying close attention to what to Grollo. Maybe trying to I'm, like you're like trying to to like direct him for how to like better. Throw I'm, I'm hooks. actually
2: looking through my bag to get out my flute to give him some bardic inspiration so we can get that hook up.
3: Um, while that's going on, Thrain, you hear a strange noise coming from behind you. So the outer walls of Pahiha are mostly like back up right, right next to forest, um, and so there's not there's there's sort of a little bit of a gap there, but but there's forest that's really not very far away at all. Um, and coming from the forest, you hear um, a strange sound. It sounds like somebody going like. I turn around and I say, "By Morden anvil, who is that?" Um, and you can see uh there is what looks to be a, a sort of very slight um half elven man that is uh or full elven man that is um uh standing around that's sort of leaning over the bushes uh and he seems to be looking something and making that noise and he looks he looks terrified. He jumps he jumps backwards uh as you as you say that to him uh and he uh turns to you and he he, he says uh Oh 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 my oh my gosh. Uh, oh, you scared me. Oh, you're that fellow that I met before. Um Train. Thrain. Late Thrain, yes. Um it is Pentel, the elf that you stayed the night in his in his house, uh the guy who was obsessed with his cats. Ah uh, and he is apparently looking around in the woods, uh right now, right outside of the city, while the city is literally burning. Pentel, are you okay? Yes, I'm. I'm fine. Whoa! Oh, my! But Whiskers is missing.
0: Oh, that's, so that's glad such... that you're here. What's going I, I on inside the city? Out, what? what he... the, the city is burning. What is going on in there?
3: Oh, I wouldn't say burning. It's a celebration. They, they, uh, you know, they had a one. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to do the celebration. I wrote to the to the city council, and they said, um, no, there's nothing they can do. There was a celebration, and they also told me to stop writing letters to them. Uh, but, uh, no, I've been out here for, oh, I would say the better part of an hour and a half, uh, trying to find Whiskers. He has disappeared. I'm so glad that you're here. You can help me find him. Um. And uh, they're, they're having some ceremony. There's many orcs or something along those lines going on inside. Uh, they were chanting or something along those lines when I came out. Um, uh, Whiskers should be just up this tree over here. If you make this noise with me and pss, 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 he seems Grolo, to respond well to that. Grappling hook. <laughs> 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 can, I,
1: can I try again? Yeah, strength strength. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> you can give him bardic inspiration.
1: So that means two rolls?
3: Uh, it means Adam. that you get to, uh, add a, I think it's Die a six. D6, right, Adam? Oh, I believe um, it. Yes, it's a 1D6 so,
2: to add to your roll. To my so roll a okay, okay, D20 goes and add
3: an extra run to Like,
1: yes, strain, yes, 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 I'll get it right. Okay. What? Another four?
0: <laughs> okay, four plus three plus a D6? Yeah, plus five. You're plus five. Your save is plus five. Uh... A strength.
1: strength Yeah, plus you five. get to use your saving throw. For us. Oh, it was plus five. Okay, so it was yeah. nine. It was nine before. It's nine again. But now I need to get a uh, plus six in here, or uh, yeah. D6. Plus a D six. That's a D six from the
2: power mine. of what mine. is happening. Okay, ten. You need, you need new dice. Is what
0: you need. Ten.
3: Uh, <laughs> you you ten. need your
0: metal dice.
3: Yeah. Um, you are still hucking this, this, this grappling hook against the L- side of the wall. Listen, sounds oh bro, I, I appreciate good. you're the
2: strong one, but can I please just give it a try? <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, no hard feeling. It shouldn't be embarrassing. This just is so everywhere. His... Nope. Can I, can I give it a shot? Can I use dexterity instead of...
3: Yes. Uh, P- Pentel is though? still, is still talking to you, Thrain, uh, while this is all going on. And he's like, um... Do you want to take the path you could you could go to the left and I'll go to the right and we'll look for whiskers that way I I, wanna... I,
0: I pick up a rock and I cast light on it and I give it to him and I say this could help you
3: Oh, wonderful. Yes, it has gotten quite dark since the sun went down. Uh, Oh, there he is, Whiskers. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) He was just right there in the bush in front of me. uh, And he sort of drops the rock on the ground and then leans down and he picks up Whiskers and he goes, "Um, I like to let Whiskers out every once in a while. Shoosh, grappling (laughs) (laughs) hook.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got a 15 on my roll.
3: Uh, oh. Awesome, Sheesh, You are able to hook the grappling hook up. i am going gr- of tap
2: the- on the shoulder and say, <laughs> "Happens to everyone."
1: Yeah. Oh, that's just because I have a low center of gravity. It's too low. <laughs>
3: um, that perfect. Must be it. <laughs> you with the grappling hook attached to the top you have no trouble uh well it takes you some time maybe to to climb up the side of a 50 foot wall but uh but you're able to do so and the grappling hook is is so solidly attached to the side of the wall for you to be able to do so um as the three of you uh, uh pentel sort of waves uh and he says oh uh well have a good time at the party i suppose stay out of uh, the
0: city for a couple of days
3: pentel uh he says oh i was just going to go all right uh, Uh, a couple of days that's a long time in the woods uh he sort of continues to mutter to himself as you climb up (laughs) climb up the the side of the wall um you see a sight that uh thrain for you especially uh, but maybe for all three of you um almost stops your heart um the city is really under siege from the high vantage point that you can see you can tell that there are many houses that are on fire, and you can see bands of orcs that are traveling through the streets, and you can see splatters of blood and even some bodies um, that litter the streets as the orcs are, are running through. Some of the orcs are actually riding atop Wargs, uh, large battle dogs, uh, and carry with them spears and and weapons. Uh, and they have they're sort of doing patrols of, of five and six orcs at a time that seem to be running through all the different streets. And you can see uh, people have sort of shut themselves into their houses, and the orcs are are bashing up against against doors and breaking into people's homes, uh, and then dragging them out into the streets and killing them.
0: I um, mutter to myself, "This is what you. This is what happens to you when you turn away from." moradin
3: um what you can also see is uh you recognize the telltale signs of ritual from the vantage point that you have you can see into one of the um orc uh churches one of the the churches for groomsh um and you can see that they are performing rituals right there in the churches um and sacrificing people uh you think that you have at least not yet um uh that you you haven't yet. missed the opportunity to to interrupt whatever ritual Blancmere may be maybe planning.
0: I scan the horizon for any small army of orcs coming. <laughs>
3: um yeah. Uh, you guys are up on, on sort of this tall wall that sits over uh, sits above many of the buildings and houses that are that are in the area, but there's like a, a stairway that leads that basically you can use to get to get down from the tall wall. Um and uh, you can do so, and you can see that there is a band of of five or six orcs that are sort of headed in your in your direction. They don't see you because they're not really looking up in that direction. They're not expecting people to be up there, uh, but they are definitely headed down a street that is kind of pointed in your direction.
0: I ca- cast uh, thaumaturgy, <laughs> and I can make like a a little some flames and I make it or wait, I can cause flames to flicker. Let's see. I can make a sound that originates from your point. Okay. So I can create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of my choice within range of 30 feet. So I make it, you know, in their direction, maybe on the, you know, in between us. And I, I say the name of their God, Lorleth. Lorleth. Lorleth? Uh Grimsh. No, no. Oh, no, I'm I'm trying to look on into the woods for orcs coming to the wall.
3: Oh, oh, gotcha. Um at the moment you don't see any any orcs coming to the to the Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. Um uh right now all you all you can see are the are the uh or, orcs on the inside whoever whoever's coming for backup i mean it's only been you know a couple of minutes since you arrived at the at the city so whoever's coming for backup hopefully will be here soon but they are definitely they have not beaten you here
0: okay then i cast light these are all cantrips right so mm-hmm. and i cast it on a little point on the rope on the other side of the um on the side of the wall that the orcs on the inside can't see it just in case the Lorelef orcs come, they might see, see the rope already there mm, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. see a way in. I don't know. Who knows? Um, okay. So how far away is the ceremony?
3: Um, So Blancmere's house, uh, which you guys learned sort of its location when you were here in the city before is close to the center of the, of the city. So it's quite, quite a distance to travel when you're having to, to either fight or hide your way through uh, many of the orcs that are sort of uh, roaming the cities um, and uh, it's it's nearby where the the king's like castle is uh, near the near the center of the city. Uh, well, Any ideas
2: the is at his house?
3: Um, He's probably in know. the church doing he, the rituals. He might be right? in one of the churches. There are also there are many churches that are that are sort of around in the in the city. Uh, there is one that is right nearby his house. So that might be the best uh, the best but you one said to, we
0: can see a ceremony at a temple where they're literally sacrificing people right here. And yes. How far is it to that? Is that at the center uh, of the that's city? That's pretty
3: close. No, no, oh. that's that's a church that's that's right near, uh, right near where you are. So it's actually do we see any?
1: Do we see any obviously bad orcs nearby? Like on the way can to see that?
3: S- on the way to that to that? Uh, yeah, like, temple, like or or close
1: that? to us within. Within a quick running
3: distance. Oh, that like Grolo could like run, run at, and immediately attack. Uh, for example, <laughs> um, we, we could uh, definitely ask
2: somebody a question.
3: There's, there are uh, orcs that have, uh, that that seem to be coming down a, a street towards you that would be on the way to the to the. So I think what I say
1: of, is like, um, why don't we demand some answers from those orcs over there?
0: Uh, that's one idea. Is there you, any do you, way we
2: could peel peel one off from the group? Is there like a straggler or something we could, you know, like grab with some? I'm you know, uh, I'm running and,
1: towards them as we speak because
2: Thrain said it was one idea. I'm turning <laughs> the screen and not noticing the Grollo is running away. I'm, I thought I'm, we were really tactical and slow about this. We might be able to. Oh, Grolo! Oh,
0: okay. I, I Grolo. run after
3: a Grollo. It's go time. Uh, awesome. Everybody, roll me initiative. And you guys are going to get a surprise round because they're definitely not expecting you.
0: Uh, uh, seven. Please, please, please. Yes. Or eight. Uh, what do I
1: add to my uh, initiative?
0: Uh, You're a plus two.
1: Oh, right there. 16.
0: I have a 10. Finally.
3: Uh, Grollo, I definitely put you first. Uh, there are three of them. Uh, These ones are not on works, so you can, uh, um, you're definitely, like, catching them off guard. You're literally, like, running out of uh, smoke and mist uh, directly towards them. Three.
1: Three. Okay, so the problem is I have no maul. Correct. (laughs) I have my sling. Um, Is there such a thing as me being able to
3: punch... Uh, you can punch. Uh, the damage for punch is just your... It's basically one plus your strength.
0: You could use your surprise round to take their weapon. You could, you could also
3: try to disarm one of them.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay. So I probably want to do that because I'm very aware that I'm... I'm they have their weapons
3: right. out because they're basically just ready to attack anybody they see. What kind of weapons uh, what, are
1: we talking about?
3: And no one has them all. One of them has a great axe that you might be able to steal if you wanted to go with a two-handed weapon. The other two have, have like one-handed weapons. Like One of them has a longsword and the other one has a spear.
1: Yeah, I I'd probably just go for the axe. So I see that I see the axe. So yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like basically, uh, like come at the, the one dude, with the axe from the side and like grab his axe as I'm as I'm slamming into him.
3: Awesome. Uh, go ahead and roll me a strength. So what, the, what this is gonna be is gonna be like a strength check. You're gonna do a strength contest against him.
1: Okay, so is that the saving throw, the plus 5?
3: Uh yes, yeah, you can do the save okay.
1: throw. Here it goes.
3: No! Come on. Oh, it's 8. Um <coughs> are you using your um, heroic uh not rage, but your heroic um, might? Heroic might.
1: I uh, hadn't yet,
3: no. Okay. Um you come running forward, Grolo, uh, and you grab at his axe, uh, and he's definitely surprised and caught off guard, but you're unable to sort of pull the axe out of his hand, so now you're in a grapple. You are still having hold of his up. axe, but he doesn't, he hasn't let go of it either, so now the two of you are sort of wrestling over the axe. Wrestling. So you're wrestling. Uh, Shoosh, <laughs> that's gonna make it your turn.
2: I wish that I had some more, like, rock and roll type spells to do here, because I'm like, I have Zone of Truth, and I have Charm person. None of those are useful right now. Um, so I am, I'm gonna run over there, uh, and I'm also trying not to make too much attention out of this, right? Like, I don't wanna at- attract any more orcs, so I can't do thunder wave or anything like that. So, uh, I am going to, uh, with my rapier in one hand and my small flute in the other hand, I'm gonna play a little bardic inspiration for Grolo uh and then uh did you get have you got oh, the axe goodness. yet sorry i was looking up a rule did you he, get you no got, i they're, they're I still ruled. wrestling over it yeah i'm wrestling cool. <laughs> i i'm gonna stab that guy in the, like the shoulder to try to get him to to release release his axe from his hand
3: oh, okay cool i like that idea um go ahead and give me an attack roll so i will uh
2: definitely we'll give him disadvantage on his roll. hopefully i will get that uh that's a 16. okay
3: Nice. Um, that does hit. Nice. Give me damage because you are stabbing him. Yes, I am. And I'll give him um, disadvantage on his next check to try to wrestle the axe now out of Grolo's
2: hands. <laughs> um, that is an eight.
3: All right. Uh, you stab him solidly in the in the shoulder, and he grunts as as, as you do so. He's still trying to still trying to wrestle against Grolo. Um, and he says in Orcish, um, uh. I guess uh get off of me half breed. Ooh. And uh three, that's going to be your turn.
0: I just try to take that guy
3: out. The great axe guy? Yeah. Cool. What are you doing doing to
0: I'm using to- my holy hammer of moradin. Nice. And I got a 21.
3: That, that that'll definitely hit. <laughs>
0: And I hit for six damage, which is pretty good. And then,
3: did you add your? I did
0: uh, radiant. Okay. Yeah,
3: um, it's not going to take him out, but it is going to be an extra blow blow against him. Uh, give you, me a you, description for what. what you that didn't
0: say the Warhammer was like. was like plus one or anything, did you?
3: Uh, it is. It is plus one. Oh. for spells. I don't know if I actually made oh. it a plus one. Uh, axe is a holy symbol. No, it just adds the one d eight radiant okay. damage.
0: I, I'm just trying to. I just come down on his head. I just go.
3: <laughs> um, sweet. Uh, it's it slams him in the head. It looks a little disoriented. Um, he's going to try to wrestle the axe out of your hands, Grollo. So give me another strength saving throw. Uh, uh, but he's going to do his with disadvantage. Come on, to to Daddy. Turn doing. Come on, come on.
1: Yes. Uh!
3: Oh my gosh, that's 23! Uh, <laughs> that is definitely going to do it. You now have the axe.
0: Nice. Uh, he
3: spent his action trying to get the axe from Feels you, so, so good. Uh, it did not did not succeed. Uh, long longsword guy, however, is going to turn around and he's going to attack you, Grolo. Um, and he's going to hit with the longsword. And the spear guy is attacking you. Um, shoosh.
0: And he oh Uh-oh.
3: Shoosh, you're gonna take four uh, five damage, and Grolo, you're gonna take um, uh, six damage. Um and then you guys hear a strange sound. Um uh it almost sounds like a bird call. Um it's sort of like a um, and it seems to be coming from the, from the, from the smoke and there's smoke just all over the city now. Like, um, it, it has settled in, it makes it hard from your perspective. Now that you're down on the ground, it makes it hard to really see too far. Um, but the whistling seems to come from kind of further ahead of you in the smoke. And then you hear a similar call coming from behind you, uh, that again goes, <whistles> um, and then all of a sudden from out of the mist, you see Penta in his a, cat. A, A familiar (laughs) face, um, if a little bit bloodied uh as you watch as Nicholas um comes <gasps> walking out of the Yay! mist uh, charging towards you um oh and with gosh. a sword in hand leaps up and stabs the Great Axe guy in the back. Um and you watch his arrows fly from the from the smoke around you, uh pelting the the long sword and spear orcs uh until they collapse down to the ground. Uh what? and Nicholas picks himself up from uh from uh the orc and pulls his sword out. And he says, boy, it's good to see you. <laughs> uh, ah, he's returned. I knew at the you'd turn. show up eventually. <laughs> Deus, um, you can see Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas has um, an eye patch over one eye, uh, and it looks like he is he has taken a blow to his to his head that may that may have uh, uh, cut him pretty deep. Uh, but he has the broadest smile on his face that you've ever seen. Nicholas have, oh. um, and he is still wearing his colors of Moradin uh, as ask. he is here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, he, as he's here um, coming to your aid. And from out of the smoke, you watch several other people who look all to be. Dressed rest as members of the rogues guild uh coming coming to oh. your aid uh and sort of uh, emerging from the smoke and one of them says is this him them Is this them and nicholas goes uh yep these are the ones uh, i gotta get nicholas's accent i haven't done it forever um <laughs> yeah these are the ones who are gonna who are finally gonna help us uh take back the city nicholas nicholas the brave you made it
0: i'm so proud of
3: you yeah and he laughs and he goes um don't say that yet i have a bit more uh to show you uh and he motions for you to follow him uh and he opens up a grate in the ground uh and jumps down into the sewer system below
0: i jump after him
3: uh Nicholas and, and all of the other um uh people they actually take the bodies of the orcs along with them they sort of drag them down into the into the sewer grate and you see all of them sort of disappear down into the sewer behind you and Nicholas leads you a short way um and then uh, he has a torch in hand and it's clear that like everybody is following him Nicholas is, has like become uh the leader of these of these people who are who are standing up and he doesn't say a lot uh because it's not a very long journey he eventually makes his way and he says when, um, uh, when you left me uh, down to, to bring the message here, nobody believed me. So I decided that I would uh, take things into my own hands. And I contacted the Thieves Guild, and it was the best thing that I could possibly do. Uh, so uh, I made my way down here, and we tried to save as many people as we could before any of the ceremony started. I didn't know what else to do. Um, and he rounds the corner, and you can see a massive room, and there are tons of people here. Uh, all huddled. They look like townspeople. Um, people who were clearly snatched up in the middle of their crafts, in the middle of their days uh, that Nicholas has, has brought here. Um, and whether they were unhappy when he brought them here, they clearly aren't now. Um, and you can see all, all they look is is worried and scared. Uh, for the battle that is happening, just just a a small street above them, uh, in the city above them, and Nicholas says, "I saved as many as I could, but I don't know what to do with them now." My best. You're a hero, is...
1: Nicholas. Uh,
3: and he smiles, uh, and he he uh, um uh, clasps you on on the shoulder, and he says, um, "I just thought, what would Grollo do?" <laughs> uh, and he says. My best bet that I can think of is we take him to the dock and get him out of here. But I don't know if you guys have a better plan than that. Can you get him there, underground? The Thieves Guild says that the tunnels can lead to the docks, but we don't know what kind of resistance we're going to meet either on the way there or at the docks themselves. Uh, We're going to have to come up out of the ground eventually. Is it safe to stay here? Um... Uh, he turns and, and somebody sort of whispers in his ear and he goes, no, it doesn't look like it. The orcs are already finding their way down here and, and figuring out that there are tunnels under the city, which they might not have known about originally. Then, oh. go,
0: then go to the docks. Uh, do, are there other warriors among you that can escort? Because we need all the help we can get against Lord Blancmere, Nicholas,
3: uh-huh. will you join he, us? He nods and he says, it would be my honor.
1: And Nicholas, don't, don't worry. We, we have a plan. The plan is we're going to go to Blancmere. And we're going to take him out.
3: Um, Nicholas stops and he goes, I need to get these people to safety first. It's, I've promised them that I would find them a safe passage. And I would be remiss. It would be not like Moradin to leave them here or to lo- walk them into, into a trap that I didn't know about very well uh, after that i would be happy to join you that makes sense um, will you will you join me in making sure that we can get them a safety Absolutely. can i ask
1: you a, a question though yeah of course I, le- I, I lean in and i whisper in his ear do you have a <clears throat> a low center of gravity
3: he goes yeah i guess, i guess so i've got good oh. balance
1: Okay, good. Seems to be important around here.
3: (laughs) Um, you travel a short ways. Let's see. Do I have enough time for this? I think so. Okay. You travel a short ways,
1: uh, through the tunnels. Sorry, One, one question, one question. Um, the axe, I, I took the axe, right? You have the axe. You have a great axe now. What,
3: what's the, um, do you have the specs? Uh, they it's do 1d, d- you can use the same attack bonus as your maul, and they do 1d12 damage instead of 2d6 damage, and then you can use the same plus bonus
1: afterwards. 1d12 damage. And then
0: plus the three? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, you're a plus five with it. Oh, oh plus, yeah, plus three, plus, plus, three damage. Three. plus three damage. So to hit yeah, is plus five. five yeah, plus five
3: 12, attack plus bonus, three. and then plus three.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Um, Nicholas leads you down the tunnels and towards the docks. You're actually on the edge of the city, so it's actually not that far a, a trek to get to the docks from here. Um, although the tunnels do seem a little more circuitous than, than taking the normal streets. Uh, but he does lead you through, and eventually uh, he kind of... Points upwards to to a um, uh, grate that leads up into into the docks themselves, uh. And he says, uh, "With this, we get all the people on ships. We get them out of here, uh, and then we go and take care of Blancmere. Um, and he crawls his way up the ladder, and he starts ushering people up into the into the thing. You have a whole crowd of of people that are, that are are following you, uh, through this these hallways and through this this whole thing. You estimate probably a hundred people that. That um, uh, Nicholas has saved, uh, and he on the way there hints that, that there are several other sort of caches of people that he's he's uh, helped get under underground. Uh, so he may have saved hundreds of people in the in his his efforts to to save people from the from the attack that was coming. Uh, as you crawl up, you come come to the docks and the docks look empty. The ship's still intact. Um, it is nighttime and you can see, uh, over the ships around you, you can just make out with the, the starlight that's, that's sort of coming through. There's no lamp lights that are lit. Uh, clearly nobody has taken the effort to do it and the docks are devoid of people. Um, but as you stand there, uh, you see a sight that, um, uh, gives you sudden pause as people are climbing their way out of the, out of the grating and you see ships. On the horizon, coming in, uh, and they are unmistakably the the shape of orc ships as they're as they're making their way towards you, and you can see um, all of a sudden they start firing cannons uh, directly in your direction. Um, and the cannon fires light up the, the faces of the people on the ships in the, in the nighttime where only, only starlight, uh, uh, shows them, uh, and the cannons start destroying the ships in the docks, um, uh, at a rapid pace. And you can see there's probably a dozen orc ships on the water, um, that clearly are, are targeting down the ships to prevent people from getting out of Pikiha. Yikes. Um, Oh no, they're attacking the ships. Everyone roll me another perception check.
0: Seventeen. Six. You're plus...
3: Fifteen. Um, Grolo and, Sh- and Thrain, both of you uh, notice uh, two things. The first is, there's no moon tonight. And the second is there's a mist that seems to be pouring in from the water. Pouring ah. in from the side. Pouring in from nowhere. Yeah. And as the ships are getting destroyed in the docks uh, with nobody to man them and no light to guide them, uh, the mist seems to emit its own sort of eerie light oh. uh, from itself. Is this um, what I think it is? And you watch as, as the mist starts to overtake the orc ships, and yes! then you see a familiar sight uh, and a cheery yell come up uh uh from the from the water itself. Uh a yell that just sounds like Yo ho, it's on, boys um and you watch as a ghost ship comes from the mist uh <laughs> plowing into the orc ships one after another. And with each it's- ship that it plows into, it seems to pass right through it and the ship erupts into flames as it does so. Um and you watch the pirates uh taking out uh a dozen orc ships in a row as it Pierces through each of them, the mist following along with them, uh, and uh, you see the captain uh, of the of the ship sort of lean off and wave in your direction. And he, go- he goes, uh, "We'll eat bone bread for days, boys. Um, it's time to, to take them in." Uh, and he waves, and then and then you watch the ship disappear into the horizon, having destroyed all of the orc ships on the uh, <laughs> on its path. It's okay. the Ghost Pirates! Okay. Yay!
0: Listener Challenge. If any of you can comment below to explain what just happened, you get a hundred listener points.
3: <laughs> um, and with that, uh I think that's where we're gonna end the session for the day. Uh, you have ships that are remaining and an opportunity yeah. to get many people out of the city of Bahia before you dive back into the battle that is before you. Um but uh, since that's the end of our of our game, uh, I would love to hear, <laughs> um, uh, for our checkout today, a spotlight that you have for somebody else, uh, and a prediction that you have for next time. Who wants to start very us very off?
1: Uh, I could start the... Uh, okay, so the spotlight. Um, so <laughs> there there were a couple of things I really enjoyed today. Well, there were several, but... Um, obviously the return of nicholas was a huge highlight that was quite unexpected i mean i kind of i didn't forget about nicholas but i sort of wasn't ready for it so i was like i was i was thinking we were gonna and and i'd just been rolling so terribly and then it's like oh my gosh so i actually really in in real life felt probably how grolo felt which was like this huge wave of relief because you know like think about it you know here goes Grolo he's like he, he just gained this like new heroic might thing and he feels really great and all of a sudden it's like oh missing the throws and he's like shown up by Shush he can't even throw the stupid thing then he goes to attack this dude and like whiffs it and then it's like nothing and then he's getting stabbed and ah and then here comes Nicholas and so that was really great just a great you know uh, moment <laughs> and then um I wanted to uh give a shout out to <laughs> Shush for uh, forcing Grolo and actually all of us into the uh, into the musical realm. I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> like just throwing that that fish so I could catch it.
3: <laughs> yeah, and also getting, like
1: the setup of it was really funny because you're like, oh, it's like that song. How does it go, Grolo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my spotlight's around that sort of stuff. Berto just always dives right in. He doesn't stop to be self-conscious when he might benefit from that sometimes just joking um and similarly when he's just like i'm running after him i i, I want to do it uh i like character i like character play like that where it's like spontaneous and um realistic in some way and you know because there's a tendency for at this stage to be like really careful and not to think as your character thinks and to try to think more metagame and so uh my my highlight goes to Berto for those spontaneous moments in terms of predicting how things will go. well, what's your prediction, Berto?
1: Oh right, the prediction uh oh, by the way, one quick comment is um because you know I, I've been trying really throughout from the beginning to be like um reacting in the moment to what someone says or does in the in that childish way that that like would so like I really did like. I did look to you. I'm like, oh, what if we did this? But then I took your kind of like, oh, because like you're trying to be nice to me. But unfortunately, I took that as like, oh, okay, great, <laughs> let's just do that. So I just thought that was that was perfectly what what he would do when you when you gave him any slight reassurance. <laughs> um, so my prediction, okay, so I think uh, a couple of things. So the the I think there's this wave of potential orcs that we could. Make see the light of day. Um, so when we, because if we really had to battle like everyone, even with the help of the other orcs, that that'll be kind of disastrous. Plus, so many deaths and stuff. So what I what I'm predicting slash hoping is that with the might of um, sort of like the the what, what is your god's uh, name, Thrain, um, Moradin, Moradin, yeah, our band thing. I keep forgetting. <laughs> so with the might of Moradin and, um. Basically, maybe because they see that oh, this half orc is part of the thing, and I, I, like I'm just hoping that we can oh, and that the other orcs are helping us that we can maybe turn some to our side, and so then um, it really ends up being more of like the most loyal followers that we're up against, uh, and then I think there's well, there's going to be some some death here. It was spelled out too by our our DM, so. <laughs> I don't know. I am hoping that it's not Grolo, but he seems to be very um headstrong, so he might just leap leap high into something that he can't <laughs> get out of. But we'll see. And, oh and on and one more prediction. I uh whether it's in my death throes or not, I believe Grolo may once again see Creddy. I hope he does. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was thinking like, when's credit gonna show up, or what happened to her? Or what's her fate? I could yeah. see uh, her being like the twenty four daughter, where she's being sacrificed yet again, <laughs> and, and, and we have to we have to save her. Um, uh, but either way, uh, I'm I'm curious about her place in the story. The- <gasps> oh, I have a thing. I know I don't want to like. I almost want to do earmuffs on the on
1: on Adam uh, DM because like. That I have a plan, but it'd be like a plan that that Grolo would have to tell everyone. So maybe I'll save it for next time. But I'm going to write it in my notes here. <laughs>
0: um, and the Loreleth Orks are presumably on their way. Who knows if they'll make it in time? We have Captain with his people. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, at some point we have to. F- it's got to have the epic ending where we face off with Lord Blancmire and Groomsh, and uh how is that going to play out uh, because he should be a very powerful fella and you know my little third level cleric probably can't uh, take him on uh, but he's going to try either way uh, maybe Moradin will arrive maybe Lether will arrive maybe cruddy is secretly some commando killer <laughs> of some kind uh, is it is it
1: bad if i suggest something right now to shush is that bad because we're not role playing right now?
3: I mean, we're still on air. And it seems okay. To okay. Right. To
0: me. <laughs> we lost. I lost, Iberto. of course.
3: I lost, of course. <laughs> Iberto, this is the, This is the secret. Is that oh, he's no, going to disconnect usual, right in that moment. We're all to the cliffhanger of, uh, of that moment. <laughs> I
0: just—it's just hilarious. I'm um, So Berdo's frozen. We can't hear him anymore. Um, he is. <laughs> by far the most intelligent person when it comes to uh, computers and recording and it's just like he, he's, he's worse than my mom when it comes to, to using Zoom and recording. Um, so anyway, getting back to what I was saying um, when uh, uh, now it, if my character dies, I would be perfect, my character and me would be perfectly happy with that ending um, that would absolutely be worth it if it was for a good cause. Uh, I was extremely bothered by Star Wars Episode Nine, in which no one got hurt, really, in the end, except for Chewbacca. And uh, I enjoy stories where there is that kind of epic sacrifice. So, obviously, I can't predict what's going to happen. Okay, well, Berto's back. Uh, Davis, what about you? What What's your spotlight? Spotlight today.
2: There is a, a moment where, um, this I know often in Came to Girl Groups, we don't spotlight the game master, but there was a moment where we had a conversation about bands, and I just was like, Adam, what's you know, Adam was in character, so it was okay to, to improv with him like this, but I just like, what's the name of that band? Um, and that was Hello? just an in- invitation to do some random um, improv, so I like that moment where we were just. Uh, having a conversation around a campfire about the bands we used to listen to, and that was a uh, an invitation for open ended role play. And Adam totally saw that offer and was like, "Oh yeah, the Generals." Um, that was pretty fun. And then, of course, tossing that over to uh, to Grolo for the making up the song on the spot it was a pretty pretty fun invitation. And then when Kirk, you threw that back at Shush to make up a song on the spot. It was just like just a, one of those rare moments of, of Group all groupthink at the same time, so that was a spotlight for the game for me. My prediction um, for the next time we play is I think we're probably going to see, like, the... I'm just, like, there's so many nice cameos from so many of our characters from the past. I'm really hoping Credit comes back. I'm going to predict that Credit's going to come back with, like, some a uh, superpower lepi. Pie. She was bit by a radioactive lepi Pie or something like that. And she is now has superpowers and she's going to come in another one of these moments where the heroes are all down and out. And then like a flying glowing lepi smashes into the villain and then
1: ready. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's uh, my prediction. Hopefully I it's radioactive. Yeah. I love it. So
1: I don't know. Did you, did you catch what I was telling that my idea for Shush to do?
3: No, you no. literally cut right <laughs> oh in. Gosh, it was, it was like, literally right my idea. i got this great idea. Six. Here it is. And then you cut off right okay, there.
1: What I was going to say was, um, maybe Shush is going to uh, re- recommend like, hey, what if what if Moradin plays? Like, what if Moradin plays to distract everyone? And like, since people like Moradin, like, you know, we can get some of them on our side or something. So anyways, it was was an idea <laughs>
2: we'll play oh yeah we'll play
1: uh so i'm th-
3: i'm thinking that might be fun <laughs> um well the uh uh I-, I think i'm gonna spotlight today um specifically the songs that Alberto and-, and adam sang uh in character i think that was really really spectacular (laughs) um i've been watching a lot of um whose line is it anyway the british version uh (laughs) and uh uh hoedown is like one of the most difficult games uh because making up a song on the spot is just so incredibly difficult and i i just really appreciate the the (laughs) both the the vulnerability that that takes to like step out and and like be willing to say yes to that and jump in and and make up a song but also the the like i love the songs that you made up they were fun little little ditties and songs and i hope somebody clips them from the from the episode or maybe kirk maybe you can clip them from the episode we can have these these songs kind of uh (laughs) that we can have as a part of our our lore of the world these songs now exist in the world Uh, so i really i really appreciate that um i predict a lot of what you predict may come true Uh, but that brings us to the to the end of our of our game today uh, and I suspect we will be looking at a, a big finale in our game next time.
0: All right, yes. everyone. So uh, if you want to learn more about using Dungeons & Dragons in various different ways, whether it's with clients individually or group or to build community or in the classroom with your kids or even just with your kids at home, you can go to org and learn more and you can actually hire Adam and Adam to teach you. There are webinars afoot, and there are products to buy, so go to gametogrow.org. There's, um, you know, we've been working on this nonprofit for a lot of years, and there's, there's just a lot of resources available on gametogrow.org, anything to add to that, Adam's. I would
2: suggest if people want to stay up to date with everything that we're doing, because we have new announcements happening uh, almost weekly, to join our newsletter at gametogrow.org slash newsletter. If you join that, you'll be able to learn a lot about the webinars that we offer, the training program we have in development. And uh, all of the new and exciting things. I just uh, sent out a newsletter today announcing a brand new initiative at game to grow where we are doing telehealth uh, individual counseling services. So stay up to date with all the new and exciting things game to grow is doing in our newsletter, GameTogrow.org slash newsletter.
0: And everyone out there, uh, please take care of yourself. Grolo and Shush. why should people out there take care of themselves? Because they decide. Serve it. it. Wait, in song. Because,
3: because the greatest serving that you'll ever, ever know. <laughs> <sighs>